All right. Good morning, everyone. This is August 30th, Jesus Calling. There is no place so desolate that you cannot find me there. When Hagar fled from her mistress, Sarah, into the wilderness, she thought she was utterly alone and forsaken. But Hagar encountered me in that desolate place. There she addressed me as the living one who sees me. Through that encounter with my presence, she gained courage to return to her mistress. No act of circumstances could ever isolate you from my loving presence. Not only do I see you always, I see you as a redeemed saint, gloriously radiant in my righteousness. That is why I take great delight in you and rejoice over you with singing. Our first scripture is Genesis 16, 7-14. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears, for the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone, and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, You are the God who sees me. She also said, Have I truly seen the one who sees me? So that, so that well was named Beer High Roy, which means well of the living one who sees me. It can still be found between Kadesh and Barad. The next reading is Psalm 139, 7 through 10. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. And our last reading is Zephaniah three seventeen, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take the light in you with gladness. With his love he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. So our devotional today, the last scripture was in Zephaniah, and I read a little commentary about that, which then prompted me to read all of chapter 3 in Zephaniah. Chapter starts talking about how Jerusalem is polluted by people who have disobeyed God. Then God, who does no wrong, laid out some severe punishment to the disobedient for their evil deeds and goes on to say that God will rid the world of all evil people and that all will be left. The only people left will be those who are the humble, who trust in the name of the Lord. He promises to gather all of the faithful followers together and live amongst them, restoring their fortunes. 
so as I read that, it it you know it's interesting when you read the Old Testament sometimes uh, because you see that God brings down a heavy hand against those who disobey at times, and He blesses His people above other peoples, and you know it, it seems in a lot of ways different so different now when I think of God in our current times he just he seems so much more patient so much more understanding and forgiving of our misdeeds I was taking my daughter to school this morning and we were arguing about being on time and who was waiting on who and who was ready first and who was in the car first and and we're probably both stubborn enough that we you know, we could have just kept arguing because we both thought we were right. The other person was wrong. But after, you know, I didn't respond, we had a couple of minutes of silence. And she was getting ready to get out of the car, and she apologized for getting mad at me, which I thought that was good. And I apologize, too. And, you know, because I wasn't, I I try to be the more patient, listening, calm person that I like to think I usually am, certainly not always. And she's 12, so she was not the most patient, listening, calm person, just because she's a middle middle school student. But, But she was the first to apologize. So, so that was, that was good. And I, I think of that because as parents of middle schoolers and really parents of any age kids, we are, we are the authority. What we say goes in the house. And that's similar to God and humanity. I mean, what he says goes. It's his house. He is the final say. He's not going to be persuaded. He won't be overcome, outsmarted, out-argued. He is in charge. But there is a, there's a, one of many major differences, but a major difference between him and all of us who are parents is that God can do no wrong. If he is angry, it is justified. It is righteous anger. If he delivers punishment, it is for the good of humanity. He can do no wrong. And we can count on him to do no wrong. We can count on him to have our long-term best interests in mind. And as parents, as people, we we may have a little bit of that in us. We We may have some uh, righteous anger sometimes. We we may need to set some things right that are not going the way they should. As parents, we may need to deliver some punishment to disobedient kids. But, unlike God, we are always subject to our own flaws, our own selfishness, our own lack of self-control, our own imperfections. So, the takeaway, one of them, is that one of the great things about following God is he is he is not that way. He is not flawed. 
we can always rely on him to be perfect and good, reliable, trustworthy, always. And that is a great comfort to me, and hopefully as you think about that today, it can be a comfort to you too. I'll go ahead and go into our prayer. Lord, we thank you for um, for loving us and for being reliable. We know that you are always consistent, and we can always count on you to have our best interests in mind. And it's it's different. As parents, we try to be, but we're not perfect. And we we know that the people that we that are in our families and we encounter our friends and other people that we encounter, we're, they're, they're just not that reliable. There, there are lots of good people out there who do lots of good things, but no, no one is perfect, perfectly consistent like you are. Help us to, to be as consistent as we can, to be as loving and forgiving as we can, and to um, model our behavior after Jesus. And thank you so much for loving us always and uh, for, for being so trustworthy. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hope you all have a great day.